scurvy grass, an old cure for a dread disease. Scurvy is a serious disease initially causing depression and lethargy that can progress to bleeding gums, wandering joint pains, internal and skin hemorrhages, leg ulcers, reopening of old scars, general weakness, and finally a slow, agonising death. It used strongly to be linked to long sea voyages in sailing ships when more than half the crew might die, for example in Vasco da Gama's voyage round the Cape Horn in 1495 and Francis Drake's privateering raid in the Pacific in 1577. There was the loss of 90% 1,600 sailors in the crew of Lord Anson's ships in his circumnavigation of the globe in 1740-44. It has caused as much illness in prisons as well as in famines in many countries, always due to prolonged lack of fresh vegetables and fruit in the diet. It wreaked considerable havoc amongst the Crusaders in the 13th century, in Napoleon's army in Egypt in 1805, amongst Commonwealth troops at Gallipoli in the First World War, and in many Arctic and Antarctic expeditions. We now know it is caused by a deficiency of vitamin C, where there are not enough vegetables or fruit in the diet. Without vitamin C, we cannot make collagen, the tissue that holds the body together, or the energy to power the cells of the body. There are many accounts in the 15th to 18th centuries of the prevention and cure of scurvy with vegetables and citrus fruits, but these clues were largely ignored until the 1770s when the striking successes of the British naval doctors James Lynde and Gilbert Blaine in showing that regularly drinking lemon juice or eating oranges would cure and even prevent scurvy. This eventually led the Royal Navy in 1806 to require its sailors to drink lemon and later lime juice, hence their slang name of limeys. It has been estimated that over a million sailors died from scurvy between 1500 and 1800 because of the failure to recognise the need for fruit and vegetables in the diet. As described in this podcast by Professor Anthony Dayan from the Medicinal Plant Garden of the Royal College of Physicians of London, scurvy grass, Cochlearia officinalis, has long been known to relieve scurvy, hence its popular name. It is one of the more common examples of about 30 closely related species of plant. Scurvy grass is a short perennial or biennial plant with whitish flowers, a member of the cabbage family that grows in temperate areas. Its leaves are spoon-shaped, which led to its old English name spoonwort. Cochlearia comes from the Latin for spoon. It grows best in damp soil, and as it is salt tolerant, it is found particularly in coastal areas and increasingly nowadays on the verges of roads that are salted in the winter. Scurvy was first described by Hippocrates in 350 BCE as volvulus hematites. Pliny, in the first century AD, 
reported that the army of Caesar Germanicus, after two years campaigning in Germany, developed scurvy, and on the advice of the local Frisians, the soldiers were cured by eating a coastal plant that they call Britannica, and which we now know as scurvy grass Cochlearia officinalis. The plant remained the best known folk treatment for scurvy for over 1500 years. So little vitamin C is required to cure scurvy that it was known even in the 16th century that the rotting gums, ulcers and hemorrhagic spots could be treated just with the juice of spoonwort as a mouthwash or applied to the skin and signs of a cure would appear within a few hours. If taken regularly, complete recovery would occur in about 10 days. The leaves contain only half as much vitamin C as citrus fruits and about a quarter of that in the bell pepper, one of the richest natural sources. They have a bitter, rather hot taste and a sulphurous smell, but are sometimes used in salads and to make a liqueur. The pattern of general use of extracts of this plant to treat the symptoms of scurvy, although not always identified as such, continued intermittently in Materia Medica and similar books into the 18th century, when it was still well known to some sailors and ordinary folk, although never accepted by senior physicians and naval and military leaders until the successful clinical trials of James Lind and Gilbert Blaine. As an example, scurvy grass is not mentioned in the college's pharmacopoeia londinensis published in 1618, but it is in Quincy's dispensatory of 1718, where it is noted it was grown commercially in gardens, widely available in victualling houses, meaning food shops, and added to medicinal ales. It was held in mighty esteem among the common people, and was available as a prescription in many forms, of which the conserve, a jam, was best when taken fresh. Citrus fruits displaced scurvy grass as a preventative and cure in the late 18th century and early 19th. Curiously, scurvy grass, apart from arguments over its humoral properties, was never given as a treatment for any other disease. How scurvy grass relieved scurvy was completely unknown in the early days. People just knew it worked even if the College of Physicians did not. Understanding how it worked had to wait until vitamins had been defined by Funk in 1905 and by the nature and metabolic actions of vitamin C in the body, as discovered by Jean Georgie in the 1930s. Final proof came when the disease was experimentally created with a deficient diet and cured with this vitamin in brave human volunteers in the late 1930s and early 40s. The vitamin is now registered for medicinal use and as an over-the-counter remedy. Scurvy grass is not registered in Britain or the EU, 
as a traditional herbal medicine, although some herbalists recommend it as an aperient local. The Royal College of Physicians of London and its garden, containing almost 1,100 plants from the history and development of medicine, lie in the southeast corner of Regent's Park. The garden is freely open to the public during the week from 9 to 5. Further information about it can be obtained from the website garden.rcplondon.ac.uk. If you would like to know more about the garden and its unique collection of plants, or to use the database of information about the naming, history and uses of the plants, come on one of the free guided tours, which are held on the first Wednesday of every month from March to October, from 2 to 3.30. To book a place, please phone reception at the College on 020-3075-1200 or email reception at rcplondon.ac.uk. You can also book a free guided tour of the prize-winning college buildings through reception or on the website www.rcplondon.ac.uk forward slash museum hyphen garden.